0: Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 18th of July. Foreign Minister S.J. Shankar said today that the verdict of the International Court of Justice in the Kulbhushan Jadav case is not only a vindication for India, but for all those who believe in the rule of law. Kulbushan Jadav, a retired Navy officer, was arrested by Pakistan in March 2016 and accused of espionage, a charge that India has rubbished. A year later, a military court in Pakistan sentenced him to death. Yesterday, the International Court of Justice ruled that Pakistan must review his death sentence. Describing Kulbushan Jadav's detention as illegal, S. Jaishankar called upon Pakistan to release and repatriate him immediately. Meanwhile, Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan tweeted out saying, and I quote, Appreciate ICJ's decision to not acquit, release and return Commander Kulbushan Jadhav to India. He is guilty of crimes against the people of Pakistan. Pakistan shall proceed further as per law. Unquote. Pakistan has denied India's request for access to Jadhav and has repeatedly said New Delhi only wanted the information gathered by its spy. A month after Jadav's death sentence, India had taken Pakistan to the world court and the execution was stayed in May 2017. Mr. Jai Shankar said today, India will continue its efforts to ensure his safety. He said, and I quote, His family has shown exemplary courage in difficult circumstances. I can assure the government will vigorously continue its efforts to ensure his safety and well-being as well as his early return to India. Unquote. Do read the article on how the International Court of Justice's verdict was covered by newspapers in India and Pakistan on newslaundry.com. The political turmoil in Karnataka reached a climax today as Karnataka Chief Minister H D Kumaraswamy moved the trust motion in the Assembly. He made a scathing attack on the rebel Congress JDS MLAs and the BJP for causing the political crisis in the state. He said, and I quote, I know the circumstances under which I have to face this trust vote. I have said earlier as well that power is not permanent. While at least 12 rebel MLAs have reiterated that they will not return to the Congress, the party got a breather from legislator Ramalinga Reddy who said that he would vote in favour of the Congress JDS government. Ahead of the floor test, BJP leader B.S. Yadirappa expressed confidence that the coalition government would fall today. As the chief minister moved the confidence motion and insisted on a debate, BJP leader Yadirappa appealed to the speaker to complete the trust vote proceedings within a day. The Supreme Court on Wednesday had given the 15 rebel MLAs of Karnataka complete freedom to opt out of the ongoing assembly session. The court also acknowledged the Speaker's discretion to decide on their resignations as and when he considers appropriate. Amidst all this pandemonium, Congress MLA Srimanth Patil, who went missing from his resort yesterday, sent a letter saying he is admitted to a hospital because of chest pain and that he will not be able to attend the entire session. The strength of the Congress-JDS coalition is likely to fall from 117 to 102. The BJP, on the other hand, has 105 MLAs in the 224-member House. Days after ISRO's mission to the moon was called off due to a technical snag, the space agency announced to date that they will launch Chandrayaan 2 on July twenty second at 2.43 p.m. On July 15th, ISRO's ambitious mission to land a spacecraft on the moon was cancelled less than an hour before the launch. While ISRO did not specify it, there were indications that the problem was detected in the upper stage of the rocket that carries the chirogenic engine where liquid hydrogen fuel had been filled less than half an hour earlier. Chandrayaan-2 is to be India's first land rover mission to the moon as a sequel to the first orbiting mission of 2008. India also hopes to be the first country to land at the lunar south pole. The landing has been planned for September 6th or the next day, almost a month after the spacecraft nears the moon and starts orbiting it. The spacecraft is designed to go around the Earth for 17 days in increasingly bigger loops. With 80% of the Kaziranga National Park underwater, animals seem to be bearing the brunt of the devastating Assam floods as much as human beings. A picture of an escaped tiger went viral on social media today. It was spotted relaxing on a bed inside a house near the national highway. In a series of tweets, the Wildlife Trust of India informed their followers about the tiger's escapade along with pictures. The caption of the tweet said, A wet has been busy formulating a plan with the Assam Forest Department to tranquilize the tiger. Until yesterday, 28 people have reportedly died in the floods in Assam. Out of these, 10 died within a span of 24 hours. Over 1.5 lakh people are lodged in 427 relief camps as of now. India's star sprinter Hima Das bagged her fourth gold by winning the 200-meter race at the Tabo Athletics meet in Czech Republic yesterday. Hima won in 23.25 seconds and closed on the gold, beating her competitors. This was the 19-year-old sprinter's fourth gold since July 2nd when she claimed the women's 200-meter gold in the Poznan Athletics Grand Prix within 23.65 seconds. She won her second 200-meter gold at the Kutno Athletics Meet within a record 23.97 seconds. Hima clinched her third gold on July 13th in the women's 200-meter event at Kladno Memorial Athletics meet in Czech Republic within 23.43 seconds. She is yet to qualify for the world championship in both the quarter-mile event and the 200-meter race. Leaders of Sudan's pro-democracy movement and the country's ruling military council signed a power-sharing agreement yesterday. The two sides held a signing ceremony in the capital of Khartoum, marking the end of three months of protests and negotiations. The document is a step towards civilian rule, but details of the agreement, including how power will be divided, still need to be worked out. The deal establishes a joint civilian-military sovereign council to govern Sudan during the three-year transition period before elections. The council will be made up of five civilians, five people from the military and an eleventh person to be chosen by the council. A military leader will head the council for the first 21 months and then a civilian leader will take over for the following 18 months. Further terms of the transitional period will be detailed in a constitutional declaration but disagreements persist over how power would be shared amongst the sovereign council, the cabinet and the legislative body. Some protesters have criticised the deal for not handing power over to the civilians immediately. Now for some homegrown stuff on Newslaundry.com. Do read Ayush's piece on how rumours and media disinformation have plagued Nu, a small town in Haryana, after the gang rape of a 12-year-old Dalit girl. Newslaundry wants to bring details of ownership patterns in big news houses to the fore. And to help us dig deep into the business of news in India, we need your support. Contribute to NL Sena's Who Owns Your Media Project. Go to www.newslaundry.com and find the Who Owns Your Media Project. Select your NL Sena membership level and click on Add and then proceed to payment. If you face any issues while paying on the website, you can also send us money via PayPal at paypal.me newslaundry. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.